May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Nearly 15 years ago, as a candidate for Bishop of Colorado, I found myself standing in the nave of a church in Colorado Springs, answering questions from a group of about 50 to 60 people. It was the next to the last stop on a week-long tour of the diocese in which folks from across Colorado were given the opportunity to meet and have conversation with all of the nominees for bishop. This event is affectionately known as the walkabouts. But on this particular stop, on this particular occasion, this particular church, late on a Friday afternoon, having already had 35 such meetings in seven different venues across the state, I was asked a question that caught me completely off guard. Just this. How does God get in your face? What do you do with that? It's a plain question. It's blunt. It's direct. It's to the point. But I didn't like it. It called for a certain candor. This was not a question about some theological proposition or church history or, or ethics or ecclesiology or polity, something that I could keep safely at an intellectual distance. This, this was a question about my heart. This was a question about my experience. This was a question about the intersection of my humanity with the divine life of God. So I, re, so I did what any good bishop eventually learns to do. I rephrased the question in a slightly different way. And I offered a brief answer, keeping my response short, reminding myself just to shut up and get on with the next question, hoping to move along quickly. But just as I was about to call on the next question, right out of the very edge of my left peripheral vision, movement, movement right over there, and it was just enough to catch my attention, and it was just enough to cause me to hesitate, and it was just enough that I, I turned. And over against the left wall of the church, I saw my wife, my life's partner of 40 years, rising up out of her chair, which caught me off guard. And then, and then I saw this. She started walking toward me. And then I realized she wasn't about to stop, and she ended up coming right in front of the entire congregation. She seemed to have some kind of purpose, I really wasn't sure what it is or what I was supposed to do or say at that point, so I offered the only response that I could think of in that moment. Yes, dear? <laughs> and then this wise woman, my life's partner, the love of my life, this, 
this unassuming person who rarely stands in front of a group. She turned to this church filled with people and she said this, remembering that the question was, how does God get in your face? She extended an index finger, began to wave it slightly, looked at everyone in the eye, and then said, and remember, sometimes the face of God, it looks like this. (laughs) And after the laughter had subsided, and a kind of question quiet began to settle in, she went on to say, or it looks like Colin or Anthony or Alan or Kate, our children. She was so right in a very wise way. It is the people with whom we live the people who orbit within the spheres of our lives. It's the people who are, who are close to us, our true communities, the people to whom our humanity is the most. It is these people who do, in fact, keep us most honest about ourselves. True relationship. True community, with all of its sharp incarnational edges and with all of its inevitable relational collisions, alongside all of those sublime moments of encouragement and embrace, this is the arena of the spiritual life. This is the arena in which... Our pride is humbled, our egos checked, our self-sabotaging tendencies healed, and in which we are all brought to a kind of divine clarity, honest self-assessment, and self-awareness. True confidence, true humility, And even as we gather this evening under the shadow of the awful violence we've just learned of in the shooting in Florida, even as we gather here on this Ash Wednesday so aware of the unconscionable violence by which all of us suffer, even this darkness of our world, that too is a way that God gets in our face, cracks open our hearts, inspires greater courage, will, an invitation to step up our game as those who are called to be instruments of healing and liberation 
and reconciliation and peace. To use traditional language, this this jagged incarnational reality in which we all live is the arena in which the false self dies and in which the true self is brought to life. Which brings me word we will hear today. Remember. 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 That you are but dust. And to dust you shall return. You know those words are not actually about guilt or shame. Unless, of course, for your own reasons, you insist upon it. Those words are instead about our willingness to have our hearts and minds and souls and consciousness itself transformed so that we can live our lives with and in and out of divine perspective. You see, it's so easy simply to forget, to lose ourselves in the mire, to become so lost in the, in the superficial and self-serving preoccupations of our own lives that we just lose track. We just lose perspective. We, we may live the dream, but we may also live with no vision. We may be quite accomplished and successful at making a life for ourselves, but we may at the same time bring very little life to others in this world. So here is the invitation of this Ash Wednesday. Indeed, the invitation of this Lenten season that now stretches before us. Indeed, really, the invitation of the spiritual life and journey to give renewed attention and intention to our work. Just this. Stop. Stop. You along. Stop. Take stock. Pay attention. Look deeply into all the sharp edges and collisions of this life. And look deeply 
engage in in honest self-examination. Get get true perspective. Push, Push through the superficial details to take hold of the big vision. The big vision. The love that is your life and mine and every human being's on the face of this earth. Take hold of that love. It's who you really are. And it is just waiting to be born, to be brought to life in you. So remember, remember that you are but dust, dust of the earth and and dust of the stars. Fearfully and wonderfully given life, every moment, every movement, every impulse, every breath, every thought, all of it, pure gift pure miracle, every moment a manifestation of the divine love that holds all of creation in being. Remember this. Do not forget. Be mindful not mindless. And remember above all that you and every human being on this planet has been built by and is hardwired for one thing and one thing alone. 